0: What does it take to become a bestseller? This week, I feel I am supposed to talk about that. And I've got all the secrets. So let's go. Tune in to Go Book Yourself, powered by Helix Interactive, with your book coach and publishing expert, Hilary Jastrom. OJ Hill Marketing, soon to be rebranded J. Hill Creative, we love you. Your swift bank transfers make it all possible. And that is a reason to be appreciative. We love being on the air with you, serving authors everywhere. And hey, if you're ready, let's create your book. Visit jhillmark.com and get in touch. I want to thank everybody for listening. I know we kind of go off and on here and there, but I really do try and add value. At some point, um, we're going to be talking about writing, doing more of that versus just the book piece because there's only so much that I can talk about. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I have a lot of experience in that area as well. So in any regard, thanks to J Hill Marketing. Soon to be rebranded, J Hill Creative with a brand new logo. We've got a publishing house. like It's all very exciting things. So if you're ready to get rolling, visit jhillmark.com and get in touch. And thats with is jhillwith2lsmark.com. You're asking about it. I'm talking about it. If I had a busted Bitcoin, for every time someone asked me what it took to be a bestseller, I'd have an old cigar, cigar, an old cider jug's worth of busted Bitcoins. And I'd like to thank Elon Musk for that. That's why I wanted to bend your ear on this subject today. Like I said, you're asking about it. I'm telling about it. That's what I try and do is just meet you in the middle If you're one of my authors, you know that I say that all the time. I'm going to meet you where you are. But before we get going, I'm going to give you a little knock-knock joke because everybody loves knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Editor. Editor who? Editor, I'll come and find you. Admit it. You laughed. I know you laughed. I send stuff like that to my writers when I want them to get their stuff in, and they usually get it back to me. Um... So here's what I know when it comes to being a bestseller, and I sound like a reporter on the scene. Here's what I know. Well, Masha, there is a multitude of ingredients that comes into play when you're trying to become a bestseller. And just like running down the gamut here, page views, reviews, categories, initial pricing, overall activity, and yes, sales. Sales actually, believe it or not, comes into play. I want to tell you about A Tale of Two Stews. Stew number one exploded on the scene, and after three days, he is holding firm as a bestseller. In fact, I wrote the script um, a little bit before recording it. So he is looking at uh, number one new release anyway, and that is going on for over a week. So, what I am observing is that he is sustaining his success. He's got reviews. He's got multi-pronged marketing going on. He's got sales. And here's a hint that I want to tell you about affinity group. What is the affinity group? Uh, These are the people that you are going to get lined up before you even get the book published. So some people say, um, when you're going to write a book, make the announcement. Say, I'm going to write a book because that holds you accountable. Okay, you can do that. Or you cannot do that. That's entirely up to you. But if you do that, you need to follow through with what that means. So if you're saying, I'm making an announcement, I'm going to become a writer, I'm going to write a book today, that means you have to work toward that goal. Otherwise, you kind of lose your credibility. Your affinity group, we also call it the I love you group. So these are the people that love you. These are the people that are going to go to they're going to go to war for you, right? They're going to go to what is the analogy? Boy, I can't think of it cuz I'm 48. <laughs> they're going to go to bat for you. There it is. They're going to go to bat for you. And what you might do is put these people in a Facebook group what I love now is that you can ask people through the process of adding them. You're asking people and saying, uh, instead of saying you're, you've been added to this group, it's going to say, hey, do you want to be part of this group? And they can yay or nay it. So I love that. So create a Facebook group. Throw all your people in there. And the people that are in there will understand they are making a pledge to you. So they're saying, hey, um, yes, when your book comes out, I'm going to commit to... Sharing it all over the place in multiple media. So, this is a bombardment of your marketing message when your book comes out. And it's very, very important. When we're talking about the tale of two stews, this is what I want you to think about. Stew number one got all of this lined up. He had people all day long buying books, buying multiple copies of his books, legitimate sales. He wasn't sprinkling himself around through various IP addresses and then buying his own books. He actually had people who were buying his books, but this is the critical piece. He had people who were reviewing his books, and I think at last count he had like 32 reviews, which doesn't sound like a lot because we can all count to 32. It doesn't sound like a lot, right? but it is. If you look at the average number of reviews on books, the new books that come out on Amazon, it's very, very difficult to get people to leave a review. And I don't want to say this, but I'm going to have to. And that is inherently because people are lazy. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a way of like, we are ambushed every single day. Everybody can find us all the time. They can find us on our phone. They can find us on social media. Wherever they happen to be, they can find us. It is very difficult to carve out some time for yourself where you are at peace and nobody can bother you. You have to unplug completely. Otherwise, people can find you. It doesn't matter matter where you are. If you're on the toilet, whatever. Some people love being on the toilet and doing their social media. So figure that one out. In any regard, this is a huge... Huge thing to pay attention to. And you can get reviews from people even as your book is coming out. Because here's a little hint most people do not read the entire book. Most people are going to read an excerpt and they're going to say, I know what this book is about. I know this person and I like what they stand for. So I'm going to leave a review. And that is completely fine. And that is legitimate as far as I'm concerned. So think about that. If you can bust on the scene like Stu number one, have all of these reviews in your back pocket. What happened that day when he came out on Amazon was that Amazon was bombarded with everyone. They were with page views, with the reviews popping up, with the sales of all the iterations of his book, his ebook, his paperback, all of it. And we did not even know what his rating was. Until about 13 hours later, because Amazon was busy tabulating that all up. So I kept checking it and he kept checking it and he would say, why don't I have a rating? I don't know what my ranking is. Did I did I reach the new release in whatever category he is? We didn't know. We didn't know because Amazon was like, I cannot seriously keep up with this. And we're still tabulating, and the hits kept coming in the best way. So that's Stu number one. Stew number two is a person that I call my accidental bestseller because what he did was he built a business first, and everything that he does surrounds that business, whether he's coaching, whether it's his podcast, whether it's his group that he's managing, whether it's the books that he's putting out, it all surrounds that. And what he's done very, very well is be consistent. If you listen to me and you've heard Sick Biz before and some of my business ideas around coaching and things of that nature, you know I am a huge, huge fan of imperfect action. I want you to do it. It doesn't have to be great but it's done. I want you to embrace being awkward. I want you not to care about it. That that's the biggest thing is we go out there and we say, I can't do this right now. I'm not ready. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So and so is going to judge me. I'm going to sound stupid. Whatever. Let me tell you what. Nobody is paying that close of attention. And if they are, if somebody comes back and they're like, "Oh man, Hillary, you know, I really didn't like that earring you had in your ear." I really don't care. I didn't put it there for you. I don't care. I don't care if you like my glasses, the curtains behind me, whatever. I don't care. That's not not who I am. That's not what I'm doing. And that's not where my energy is going to go. I don't want your energy to go there either. I want you to get out there and detach from those emotions. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't even matter if you're afraid. Focus on the actions behind it do that podcast, write that blog post, be committed to the book that you're writing. Stu number two has done a fantastic job of that. He has created a coaching business. He has fully immersed himself into all aspects of his business, which are very unique. He has put himself out there. And so through building this following and, and this consistency, then what's happened is as soon as he put that book out, oh my gosh. People lost their minds. I got to get it. How can I get it? How can I get it in this country? Um, how can I get it in an ebook? How, what chapter is the best one? Everybody was talking about it. Nobody could get there fast enough. And that is all because he built his business consistently. So as a result of that, he experienced what Stu number one experienced, which was he had the people flying onto Amazon giving those reviews. Because the thing he did really well in his business, too, was he actually gave a shit. He cared about people. He put the value first. And the people saw that. And they said, you know what? Stu number two cares about me. He cares about how I'm feeling. He cares about solving my problem. Anytime that you're putting value first, you are always always going to be seen as a problem solver, you will have a throng of people behind you if you're doing it well and if you're always choosing the client. So two very different people coming from two different worlds who did it two very different ways. Stu number one embarked on a marketing promotion. Stu number two had built that marketing promotion into his business the entire time. And so logically, the readers came to him. So I want you to think about that. Stew number two, by the way, has done something phenomenal that I don't see a lot of authors do, which is when he released his book in June of last year. So some of you would be like, I know who that is. And I, dude, good for you. Here's a cookie. Um, he sold 5,000 copies, at least. That's at last count from like maybe a month ago, which is phenomenal. And Stu number one, I think he can do the same thing if he just keeps pounding the pavement, if he just keeps answering that marketing question, how can I get it? How can you help me? Where is the value? How will this change my life? That is the secret. That's why people pay attention because they become the voice for the people who can't speak about it. So there's all kinds of different things that go into becoming, and we're talking about an Amazon bestseller, just to be clear, page views, reviews, category selection, which your editor will help you with or your publisher will help you with because you don't need to recreate the wheel. It's critically important that you um, allow them to guide you and they should be full of knowledge on this topic and able to answer questions, your initial pricing, overall activity, and your sales. So that's Amazon. Now, the big kahunas are a little bit different. I'm going to talk about them very, very briefly. It makes sense if you want to play with the big publishers and with the big boys who are moving millions of dollars, potentially billions of dollars in this industry that you need to bring money because what you're doing is you're buying marketing. It's not any different than if you said, well, I want to do some Facebook marketing, but I only want to pay $5 on this one post. Well, you're going to get what you pay for. In other words, you need to, if if being a USA Today Bestseller or a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or even the New York Times bestseller. If that's important to you, that is a goal that you need to work toward. Those lists are built entirely off of sales, which are tabulated through a very particular system. They don't include Amazon, they don't include anything but retailer sales, they don't include ebooks and things of that nature. So understand that and know that and it's totally fine to have that as a goal later in life that's one of my goals. I'm not afraid to sh- to say you know I can't do it right now but in the near future I'm watching one of my authors embark on that journey and it's very very exciting. So that's a totally different animal But in terms of the more attainable Amazon bestseller, it's everything that we talked about today. So I hope this was informative and I hope it gave you some insight into what really goes into becoming an Amazon bestseller, what's important and understand that is going to change because what happened last time is so people figured out, well, I'm going to game the system and this is I'm going to buy 100 books myself, 300 books myself. And Amazon said, ah, ah, ah. Rightfully so. No, that's not the way the game is played. We're going to change it. We're going to change it and we're going to have it. So you have to hit all of these multiple levels. Hit those consistent, consistently and make sure, you know, that you reach these particular milestones. Then you get to become the best seller. So keep those things in mind. And now you're all set and it's time to go book yourself. Until next time, authors, right on.